What's going on guys, your boy Chris here from Magic This MFC, the go-to destination from everything related to Los Blancos. And thank you for joining me in today's video. We're going to be talking about the game that was Atletico Madrid 3, Real Madrid 1. And this game cannot have gone any more badly. Uh, only way it could have been worse if, is if it would have been a 5-0 loss. And it definitely felt like a 5-0 loss, even though we only lost by two goals. And sometimes it could have even been by two more goals. So it could have been a 5-1. But uh, this game had a little bit of everything. On the negative side, we had, you know, some controversial refereeing, super awful tactics by Carlo Ancelotti, and awful performances by some some Real Madrid players. And obviously, the we started off the day with having Vinicius Jr. being taken out from the squad list because he was suffering from some uh, stomach issues that couldn't let him be in the part of the game. It seems like they are the same stomach issues that Bellingham was suffering uh, the day prior. And they were both at the same event, which was the FC24 event. So it most likely came from there. So started off, you know, the day without Vinicius Jr. And then we get our second piece of news, which is the starting lineup. And the starting lineup leaks and we see Stromini on the bench and we see Kroos and Modric in the starting eleven, which was the capital sin, the thing we all talked about in the beginning of the season and prior to the season where this cannot happen any longer because we have way too many good players who are young, energetic as talented as as Kroos and Modric, at least in, in potential. And um, in big games, this is exactly where we have this issue with Ancelotti, is that big games, Kroos and Modric, absolutely no way. Sure, you, you want to do it in Las Palmas, you want to do it in Getafe, yeah, maybe, sure, we can, we'll let it slide, you know? But I think big games, this is exactly what we asked for. We cannot have these two players on the field because things don't work out. And uh, the, plot is with, the plot twist with this is that you're taking out a striker to put in Luka Modric as a forward. And you want to also put in Bellingham as a forward. So you basically deactivate Bellingham, right? Because there's no reference up top. So Bellingham cannot come in from the second line with a surprise shot, surprise header, because there's no reference up top. So you're making it very easy for Atletico Madrid to defend against you. And then you also have Modric playing uh, as a forward, almost like a false nine, switching with Rodrigo. Um, and my message to Ancelotti is just stop fucking around. There's no reason why we have to be playing these types of tactics because you don't you don't know how to do this. Like, this is not your thing. Don't try to be someone else. Like, if your thing is keeping the players happy and just putting the best players in their position and playing the 4-4-2 diamond, which is what's been working and which is what gave us the perfect record, you know, five straight wins, six straight wins, uh, then let's go with that. Why fuck around on the big game? This is something you have to train. This is something you have to be made for. This is not you, Ancelotti. This is not what you're here to do. This You don't know how to do this. Leave that for other people. Just do your thing, and uh, we'll see if that's enough, okay? Um, but that's it. Like, I don't understand why he, he has to go and just make something up, like, like he thinks, I don't know, Guardiola and Tuchel and, and Klopp just like woke up one day and said, hey, I'm going to try the the floating strikers, the floating forwards uh, scenario. And like, it's just going to work because they're all so good. No, that has to be trained. That takes time and and that takes months of practice and keep, you have to keep doing it. And we're not we haven't been doing that. So um, I don't care if you trained it the whole week. That's just not it doesn't work. And Joselu was uh, was working really well. Uh, he's been coming into his own as a as a Real Madrid number nine, and I think uh, putting him out just just made no sense for this game. So uh, we deactivated Bellingham. We basically 
did no favors for Luka Modric. And then uh, at least we saw Kamavinga as the defensive pivot and then Cross was in his position, which uh, led to, to the goal that we scored. But uh, on the other side, defensively, I mean, defensively, we were just awful. Our fullbacks, Fran Garcia and Lucas, Vasquez, and Lucas Vasquez, were absolutely uh, atrocious. They were mishandling controls, bad passes. Uh, they were getting beat all the time. Fran Garcia's back was like... He didn't even know where he was at. Like he was, there were so many plays where they just pulled the pole past him, and he was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then um, he would have to track back, and then we, it was like a three-two, a three-v-three situation, four-v-three uh, situation, which is not good. And then the goals that we scored, to me, my opinion, were Alaba's fault. Like two out of the three were definitely Alaba's fault. The first one was a hundred percent his fault. Um, he lost his mark. He lost Morata. And then in the second one, I do think it was Camavinga's fault. And uh, and the third goal was I think Alaba again, I think he's losing his mark. Camavinga, uh, you know I thought he was one of the brighter parts of the first half for us, but um, I do think that positionally sometimes he lacks you know that that experience. Just a horrible game. Like I mean, like I don't know I don't know what we were doing. We seemed very far from the goal. It you could tell that it was difficult for us to make it into their box and make it with enough numbers like enough of, enough of, of a presence we had no presence in the box um that was very rare and then that that goal from Tony Cross which gave us the 2-1 um you know that came out of nowhere like that wasn't I think I believe I believe we had a good play and then Valverde you know uh, squared it back to the box it might have hit someone that got deflected and then it bounced on Tony Cross he had a good individual play he was able to score but other other than that I mean only Ancelotti can throw away a game like this. Like, literally, you can only throw away a game like this. Sure, we can lose against Atletico Madrid, but not like this. Like, this only Ancelotti can do this. So, like, what are we doing? And then uh, second half, uh, there were some obvious uh, subs that were made. Well, not obvious, but uh, we had... Who do we have? We had Jose Lu come in in the first half. I believe that was the only sub that we made right at the beginning. So, we had him come in for Luka Modric. That didn't help that much, even though he came in and he did well. Like the, the the team did improve in their presence in the box, but uh we got scored on like right away. Like in during the first minute of the second half, we got scored on by Morata, and they were all the same plays, by the way. So we got scored on again. Uh, you know, it was it was a difficult comeback from this one. Something else that happened throughout throughout the game, which was uh absolutely horrible, it was the subs. The subs made no sense. And Chelotti put brings in Joselu, correct? And then about 10 to 15 minutes later, he takes off basically the whole defense, especially the fullbacks. He come, he takes out Lucas Vasquez, Fran Garcia, and brings in Mendy and Nacho to play fullback. Okay, now. So now that we have a guy who's able to head the ball, we can pretty much catch anything up in the air as long as it's a good cross. You take away the two players on the field that play in those positions that can give crosses. Again, no sense for Mancelotti. I felt like he just did it to kind of like single out the defense and to kind of not put it on him. I felt like that was a very uh, egotistical move by Carlo Ancelotti to to just kind of throw the defense under the bus, which they didn't. You know, they, they didn't do well, but it just made no sense. So we had Mendy, who you you saw it in the game. I mean, he tried to cross the ball, and it was like a, a far shot. Like he was. <laughs> It was, I laughed. I literally laughed when he, he tried that cross and it just went like completely to the other uh, way. And then Nacho is, Nacho didn't do like one cross at all. 
and um and then just the team just wasn't functioning as well like it was but again it was just tactics like my my humble opinion it was just tactics and then um Brian Diaz came in at the 69th minute so that's a change and he was probably he was probably the most threatening thing that we had because he did have um, a couple of runs down the line that that he took on uh, Jose Maria Jimenez and then he had a shot he had a few uh, attempts to an assist he was very vertical which I really liked, and um, he definitely deserved more minutes. Sure, he if he, if he would have started the game, where the game would have been different, I don't think so. But it's just one of those things. And then the refereeing. So the refereeing, there was one, there was two plays. So there was two plays, and, and both of them were in the first half. So the first play, it was the the equalizing goal that we made on the two two, and it was the goal by Camavinga, and they called it offsides because Rudiger, a player who did not intervene in the defense, in getting the ball, in distracting anybody, like you just see it with one repetition and you, and you got it. Like, you know that um, he was nowhere near the play. Like, to be honest, he was nowhere near the play. Nobody from the other team thought he was going to get to that ball. Um, therefore, he's like neutral to the play that that goal should have stood like that's a legal legal goal and um they're gonna have to explain it to me why he couldn't go to the bar and check it out for himself but um it definitely it, it was definitely some um referee robbery going on today and then the second play was which this one is a little more debatable uh it was a a, a nice play between i think it was bellingham and rodrigo and rodrigo just uh basically He's one touch away from uh, being by himself in front of goal. Sure, he was off to the side, but if he if if he was able to get past Savic, he would have been gone. Like he would have been, he would have had a one on one, a hundred percent. And uh, Savic slid completely, fouled him. Like he did, he was nowhere near the ball. Rodrigo did not fake it. He actually did uh, fall, and then uh, he uh, Savic only got a yellow card, and. Um, I kind of get it because it was off to the side. Again, he wasn't like directly on the path. But also, you know, we've been told before in the past and for years that um, if you are, if you're being fouled by the last man of the defense, that's a red card, right? So uh, I guess tonight they'll probably explain it and, you know, or tomorrow during Twitter, people will talk about their their things. And then they'll be able to uh, explain that to me. You know, he was the last man. He was off to the side. So which one prevails? It's, it's hard to know. Um, we'll, we'll see how they referee that for other games in the future. But hopefully they're, they're definitely consistent. And honestly, my opinion, what should happen with the referees is that the referees should have a mic. Because they need to be accountable. Uh, just like players are, are accountable. The coaches are accountable. They have to go out and, you know, give press conferences and explain their positions and, you know, do all that. I believe refs, if not have a life mic, kind of how the, how they do with the NFL, they should have they should give press conferences because it's not fair and it's there's I don't know why it, it doesn't benefit anybody that we're all just complaining about all these things and and uh, you know that's that way conspiracy theories um, grow and all this stuff which some of them are true to be honest some some of those some of those theories are true but uh, why leave it up to the imagination where you can just Clarify your position, and then that's it. And then that, and then you know pe people will decide if they agree if they agree with it or not. But uh, what matters is that your understanding and it your understanding of it is coherent. 
Um, that's it. That, that that's all that that's all that matters at, at the end of the day. So, I want to read some tweets that I saw, which I think even uh, leaves um, it definitely leaves Ancelotti even worse. So the, at the press conference, um, they asked uh, you know Simeone. This is in Spanish, so I'm kind of paraphrasing. I'm, I'm, tr I'm translating in my head, but they asked Simeone if they had any specific man marking towards Bellingham. He says no. He says he thinks that uh, Jules Bellingham's level was low, and it was because uh, he wasn't he wasn't next to Joselo throughout the game. So therefore, he he couldn't take advantage of the opportunities in the game. He wasn't able to enter uh, in the second line, and therefore they were able to control Bellingham uh, even more. And so even Simeone says, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Leaving Joselo out and just deactivating Bellingham? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then the last one uh, that I want to read is that Ancelotti says the defeat is his fault. And um, I haven't seen the press conference, but I'll probably see it after this. And I'll just have to see how, you know, how he delivers it. His face, he probably has the, the eyebrow all the way up. But um, yeah, guys, atrocious win from Real Madrid. If I was running Dino Perez, I'll get rid of Ancelotti. That's not going to happen, but not because I hate him, not because I think he's he's bad. But he's just unable to make good decisions in big games. And he's shown he's shown that in every single big game, even in the one where we won the Champions League, um, even even that season, because if you have if you get your tactics right, you're not always in the second half switching out the whole squad and then hoping for the most miracle like the most miracle comeback ever to mankind. Like that happens way too many times, and that just means that he makes a mistake from the beginning, and he always ends up trying to fix it, or the players have to end up going Super Saiyan 3 and fixing it for themselves. So, yeah, guys, this is my thoughts for the game, for the derby. Let me know what you guys think. Don't forget to check out the Apple Podcast link below and Spotify link uh, on podcast form. And see you guys on the next video. A la Madrid.